can already tell this coming week of programs is going to have a number of twists and turns on the highway. I'll explain in a moment. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that you, many of you listen by podcast, a number by shortwave radio. And I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and in many cases, even a supporter of this of this radio broadcast. I've got a funny feeling this is going to be a week of programs that are going to be different. Uh, information coming out you didn't hear before. Opportunity. Uh, just so much is going on. I was talking to somebody just this morning about the pace that God is moving in this world. I really believe that we're coming into a unique time. I'm not going to be bold enough and try to play false prophet and say this is the great tribulation. You know me better enough. That I'm not going to jump in and start saying that I've got all the inside angle. I do know the Bible teaches to look at the seasons and the times. I get that. And, And the seasons and times that I'm seeing, at least in North America and the Western world, well, there, there's some, there's trouble brewing. Let's put it that way. I'm seeing things in the United States that 30 years ago, 40 years ago, would have been unimaginable. But here we are. I see this purging coming very soon of those that are true believers in Jesus Christ to being pushed out of the marketplace. I'm reading stories about about conservative groups and Christian groups being told by their banks, we don't want your business anymore. We're not going to process, you know, if anybody's giving support to your ministry via, you know, a credit card. No, 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 we don't want you anymore. I've read about some that they get deplatformed. They can't even get to their own money for a while anyway. And I really believe this is going to be an increasing problem in the days, weeks, and months ahead. And and there's something that, you know, occurred over this past weekend. I'll be talking about it later this week. I've got so much to, to pray about and think about. But I'm just going to say it this way. God is calling his people to different places. We'll be talking about that later this week. The world is moving at a fast pace. And I want you to be thoroughly well-informed about what is going on in this world. And that's why we started this program back this this past summer, toward the you know, latter part of the summer. We were already now at the uh, end of August. The Lord had laid it on my heart, really, you know, back in, in like May or, or June, especially after I had done some work in emergency management and had a really bad feeling about this pandemic and how it would be used in in just very dangerous ways against the population. That it's more than just a, a virus. It's more than just a pandemic. And much of the information you know and I know has been changing consistently. And the, the, the chief liar of all of them is Dr. Anthony Fauci. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why he remained on and 
why he is doing what he is doing now that we know more about his history. Unless the new administration is thoroughly complicit in this man's you know diabolical you know work over the over the years, we're going to be talking about that today a little bit. I first told you on the weekend show back in probably April or early May, can't remember when, but I I, I said I am convinced at that point. I was convinced that this was not. A virus from the wild. I, I told you this 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 phony story about you know some dirty wet meat market in in China was just a ruse, and people said that's fake news. It came out of a, a wet market, don't you know that? But as time has gone by, and more people have looked. And more information has come out. What I told you then, what I told you then is, is, is really turned out to be true after all. That Anthony Fauci's fingerprints are all over this virus. Gain-of-function studies all over this virus. This was hatched in a lab. You know it. I know it. And regardless of what all the, the pundits may try to tell you, this is is a gain-of-function in a lab virus, whether it was released by design or by accident. Well, the jury's still out on that question. But Dr. Anthony's, Fauci's fingerprints is all over it. And how many times he has moved the goalpost, changed his mind. The story has always been evolving and changing. My guest today for Monday... And we'll talk about this and other things today. Uh, is doc is my good friend, the Reverend Doctor Timothy Gales, and and he has been doing a lot of reading, like I have on this. Where you know we're not medical doctors, but man, we're trying to learn to put it in layman's terms so we can understand what we are facing in this world today. And so we know this virus. There's something about it, and uh, and Doctor Gales, are, are we? Are we really on the right path here that this is a man-made virus? Yeah, because it has 18 fragments of HIV-1 and HIV-2. Well, guess who specialized in the HIV for 20, 30 years? Oh, I don't know. Could it be Dr. Anthony Fauci? Yes, Faustus himself. Mm -hmm. So here you go. And not only that, but this is what I'm talking about. It it has the gain of function is bringing the HIV and the virus itself, mm-hmm. which, by the way, has simian virus in it, genetic sequencing, which is chimpanzee, monkey virus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this goes into your nucleus, replicates a chimeric RNA, chimeric DNA, and chimeric proteins. So what that does is it now has the ability to change all of your cells, all of your DNA Mm -hmm. with this virus, okay? And it goes through your system. You become essentially a GMO person, genetically modified. It's not you anymore. Hmm. All your DNA will be changed. And that occurs with both vaccines. I know Johnson & Johnson says they don't use mRNA. They use just DNA vaccines. They both have them in it. Mm-hmm. They both have them in it. 
So don't even buy that. You can you can see that in some of their peer reviewed articles. I mean, the thing about these guys is you can go back four or five years and read some of the papers they were writing then and they tell you where they're going with this stuff. So that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it. Um, I'm seeing exactly what these do. And I wonder, too, right. you know, when it comes to the spiritual, we're looking at, you know, some people say, is this the market a beast? Well, part of me says no, because it's going to be the patch, right, which is coming. Another part of me says maybe not so fast, because if the if the the if this hypodermic shot changes your DNA, right, then it is taking the name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. It is making you unrecognizable and no longer God's person. If the hydrogels that are in the hypodermic needle shot and are carrying the nano particles, the nanobots and molecules throughout your body that are programmed for specific tasks. Well, wait, wait. Now, you know, now, of course, Facebook is going to tell the world this is fake news. You know, this has got to be the fact checkers say you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Neither, well, then neither do all of their peer-reviewed articles because those are there, and they do talk about this very thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the polymers, these molecules are, are in the hydrogel are known as polymers, and they go throughout the body. Now, I, you know, I'd ask you a question here, and the question would be, since the body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I'm just surmising, mm -hmm. is this the abomination of desolation? That defiles, that's set up in the temple and mm -hmm. destroy and defiles it. You know, is it a precursor to it? The, all I know is there's something. I'll just put it this way: we can talk about this and think about this, but there's something that doesn't has never from the very beginning when I first got involved with a county's response and started digging in deeper than most people would because it was my job. I started feeling early on something doesn't add up. Something is wrong with this, and I can't. I couldn't put my finger on it. Why? Yep. Why are we doing all these things? You know, how do we know that this is the right response? And suddenly, you know, it, it becomes we must lock down this. This entire we must lock down nonsense just doesn't make any sense to me. I even then, I'm thinking, okay, so we learned something. We learned something by the time we got into the end of April and into early May. I think it was mm -hmm. end of April. I'm watching, you know, I'm watching St. Anthony Cuomo the Pious in New York right. doing one of his, you know, famous press conferences with that uh, talking like, uh, well, we were surprised by something that uh, 66 or six, almost two thirds of everybody that got, <laughs> got the virus got it at home in lockdown. I don't get it. You know, it's like, yeah, and it's King like, I'm, I'm going, wait a minute. So you already figured out that everybody that's getting sick from this virus is not getting it at a church or a restaurant or even a subway. Uh, the, the majority are getting it at home. So, so, so what's, what's your solution to protect us? Make more people stay at home. It's like, right. It, I, I never could understand okay so up in michigan you can go to the the big box stores like home depot and and you can buy disinfectants and what have you but you can't buy gardening supplies to feed your family yeah because right. that's going to spread the virus but everything else is fine 
Yep, kitchen forks are okay, but little trowel shovels for your garden, those mm-hmm. could pass the, the virus on. I know. I mean, th- this is the kind of... We started getting into this culture, this lockdown culture that our country just fell victim to, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and I really think that some of these governors in, the, in places like New York, New Jersey, uh, Illinois, and others... Um, they they really started feeling the power, and they enjoyed their little power trip of saying, "You can't do this, but you can do that." And they and just watching his sub their subjects just you know cower in fear, and and they would get very angry at anybody that would not follow their dictatorial order. No. I will find you. I will I'll tear your building down. Whatever it takes. I am going to win. You're going to lose. Yeah, welcome to the to, welcome to the new age, here, mm-hmm. right? Yep, and 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 at least the Supreme Court for the moment in a five four decision that ought to tell you that we're in trouble. Um, okay, so if you can open up a restaurant to twenty five percent capacity, you're going to have to allow the churches the same privilege. And you got governors like you can't tell us. I, I want them shut down. You know, shut down those places of worship. You can't have them. You know, th- th- this is California. I mean, it's like sure. we want to get rid of all Christians, shut down their churches. They're annoying, and yep. they're, they're they're enjoying this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, this is where we're at, and what we're looking at here is mm-hmm. we're 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 kind of taking this step back now, seeing things open after Trump is out of office, right? And yet, other things are staying the same. Yeah. And we're seeing federal troops staying in you know, DC. In DC. We're seeing marches all over cities all over the country with these far extremist leftists burning things down, say if we can't have it, no one can. And but they don't like Biden either. That's right. Because they created a monster and now they can't stop it. But notice that they're they're saying these individuals are you know, they're probably going to blame it on us and yeah. say it's radical right-wingers. Oh, of course, of course. Which is pathetic. Look, it goes back to 1932 Germany, the Reichstag fire. I mean, burn your own building down and blame it on your enemy, you know, and, and then you get more power. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they've been doing. They're, they're, speaking of which, I, I go back to January the 6th, and I remember I've watched, I watched the entire, because I'm retired, I get opportunities to do some things just so happened we decided to watch that entire you know rally and i heard the entire speech beginning to end every word and nothing in that speech gave me any feeling that somebody's gonna you know bust into the capitol building and hurt somebody none of that was anywhere in the speech which is one of the reasons that the mainstream media never plays it because if they played it, it, it destroys their own fake narrative, and it destroys the Democrat narrative. You know, of this, we have to secure the Capitol. They're, you know, these Trumpsters and these conservatives are out to kill us. You know, this is right. AOC, and they um, really believe that. They, I mean, think about it. You're watching probably one of the greatest forms of gaslighting mm-hmm. ever foisted on the American public. And and if people don't know what gaslighting means, it goes back to an old play from many, many years ago when people had gas lights in their house before electricity. 
And what this guy was doing was turning the gas pressure down a little bit for the whole building. And and his wife is and he's is thinking that it's getting dark. He goes, "No, honey, everything's fine. It, it's wonderful." He's trying to drive his wife crazy or, or yeah, make sure the matter with you. The something's the matter with you. There's there's plenty of light in the room. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. You, you you must be going blind. You're, you're crazy. So and, so gaslighting is saying you know these Trumpsters, which were all peaceful mm-hmm. rallies, are actually radical fascists yeah. who want to destroy society. They're gun-toting, religious extremists, white nationalists who want to kill everybody. Yeah. And they and, and they don't and they and they think there's and, <laughs> and they're not woke enough to understand that men competing in women's sports is a good thing. Right, right. <laughs> I mean I mean, the poor guy couldn't, you know, he only came in fourth in the men's competition, but he wins in the girls. You know, this is this oh, yeah. is insanity. This is mental illness is what it is. Yeah, but that's also a good point because there are those on the extreme left who are also saying right-wing individuals have a form of mental illness. And must be re-educated and, or put, you know, in camps. Yes. They, yes. As a matter of fact, that's why we're, we're told. That's why you hear it being said from congressmen or women, mm-hmm. um, senators saying, you know, we've got to get rid of these Trumps. We've got to we got to put their kids in re-education camps. Absolutely. Because we can't allow this extremist. And, and all of a sudden we see bills being put in to fight domestic terrorism extremist domestic terrorists such as religious groups ideological groups political groups that are forming all over this country have you seen any of them lately mm-hmm. um those are 80 million americans that yep. disagreed with the left and they will be considered domestic terrorists if the military is going to actually come after its own people. But you see, if the American people are gaslighted enough yep. and brainwashed enough, they're going to start to look at ideological views as extremist terrorist views. It's already being pushed everywhere. Um, Brennan said it himself. We need to go after these individuals. So they're not really naming them, but they're your mom and pop down the road, have an American flag hanging outside their house, cooking on the barbecue. Those are the people who might have had a Trump sign on their front yard. Those are your domestic terrorists, apparently. And, And that's where they're going with this. So we live in some... You know what we call that in Mao's China? What did we call it? That was called the purge. The great, well, and well, they also have, there's another um, term that was used besides the purge, and uh, they have the, let's see, the great awakening, then they have the the cultural revolution was was the big one, and that's where the young people were indoctrinated at a young age, and they, they finally had the schools totally in their control. And then they released all these young people across the countryside to to tear down the old structure, the old ways, the old people, the old religions must be canceled. They must be destroyed. They must be forgotten forever because they go against the party. And so what do we have today? We call it the cancel what? Right, the cancel culture. And, you know, Mao's was the great leap forward. And what it, what is our phrase now? Um, build back new. 
Mm-hmm. You know, build back so better. It, it that's a yeah, build back better. The, it, this is the great leap forward, right? We're going to build reset. back better. You it's it's it. all a part of the great reset. It's all the same. It's the same ideology. It is a com- Marxist communist ideology that's blaming mm-hmm. you gaslighting by saying you guys are the fascist slash Marxist communist revolutionaries, right? Mm-hmm. They, they blame transfer and they say it's you who did it. So this is what we're looking at. And it's it's rather scary because, frankly, I can't tell you of a nation that's actually come out of this unscathed. Mm-hmm. And and I, I look we I get letters in the mail of late and I'm not going to name names or even cities just because I don't want anybody that picks this up as a podcast to even start looking. But I've been getting some some incredible letters and comments over the last several weeks. A couple of letters that came in over this past weekend for example, talking about the things you and I are talking about and and realizing that we are probably really one of the very few voices left. And I, I never thought of myself as being that good. If you, you know what I mean? I, I just didn't I didn't think that highly of myself. Let's put it that way. And and as a result, you know, from my point of view, um, we're, we're trying to do something that a lot of places are are afraid to do i mean some of the news networks are just flat afraid uh even some of the conservative ones they 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 need disclaimers they're afraid of the lawsuits in other words truth has become a is becoming an endangered commodity and 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 the open idea of discussion and questions is a new issue that we have that, that that's it's just it's weird to me that's all i can tell you it's just weird yeah, it is. But it's also, remember, truth is powerful. And that is why Jesus said the truth will what? Set you free. Exactly. It is powerful. And the enemy can never fight against truth. He has to bend it, hide it, mm-hmm. snuff it out. Distort it. Whatever. Yes. But when you say it, when mm-hmm. you stand for it, that is the biggest poking his side <laughs> that mm-hmm. he ever gets right he can't stand it when we do that um and and that's why solzhenitsyn mm-hmm. said live not by lies right right don't live by lies um be a person of truth no matter what stand mm-hmm. for what's good right and true because that's god right that's god and we've got to do that if we're going to hold because you know you're lying okay if you're going, this is living a double life. If you bend or you're afraid, you're going to compromise the truth. You're going to start lying. You're going to live a lie. You know they're lying. They know you're lying. Mm-hmm. Everybody's lying to each other. You want to live life like that where you're a fake lying person? Mm-hmm. Is that going to make you feel good? Uh, this is the problem. And and many people do couch out of that out of fear. But that's why you've got to you got to look the fear in the face, mm-hmm. right? And I, I always say fear, F E A R, forget everything and run. Mm-hmm, yeah. Don't run. Stand your ground. And what does the Lord say? He says, "Resist the devil and he will flee from you." Mm-hmm. Stand your ground. But you see even in times like this, Mao's China and Stalin's Russia and so forth, there always are purges. There are those who stand for truth will be taken away, right. either killed or taken away and put somewhere. Uh, I can't tell you that's not going to happen. 
I mean, you could sit here and say, but come on, this is America. Yeah, look at it. Does it look like America anymore? No. And you betcha it can happen. And it very well may. And we may be the ones being, you know, ostracized and ridiculed in the, in the, in the town square, just like in Mao's time, for being the old traditionalists who won't change for this new cultural revolution. And the fact of the matter is you're going to speak truth or you're going to kowtow. Yeah. You know, this is really what we're looking at. So we're we're looking at detention centers built, which are quarantine camps. Right. Supposedly. Yeah. We're seeing people being whisked from airports right now in Canada and brought to quarantine hotels, they call them, but they won't tell their families where they are. Yeah. Uh, and this is and this is right across north of the United States. It's not like it's in some faraway place in the world that you'll never go to. It's right next door. It's American citizens who flew up there from uh, Michigan to do four days of a business transaction. He gets off of the plane. They whisked him off to some quarantine hotel. His family couldn't know where he was. He had to stay there for, uh, you know, a number of days. And he said they had guards out on the uh, a balcony, so you couldn't leave your room. They would bring stuff to you, but you couldn't leave your room. Mm. This is not freedom. It's not a free society. Well, you know, I'm sorry. And we've, we've got some listeners in Canada, but no offense. You have an idiot running your country. I mean, I I can't be any... I'm trying to be polite, but you've got a leftist fool of an idiot running your nation. Um, I don't know which is more dangerous, the the fool that's running ours right now, um, who may not even know what he's doing, uh, because I think he's mentally compromised. I think he's just, he's nothing more than a placeholder figurehead. That's, yes, uh, that's, he is. That's Very my well opinion. Financed. And, and I, I, I don't believe that he has any idea of what he's even doing right you know well i think he does i think he's he's obeying those who are telling him what to do and that's it mm. uh his father was a big wig there uh, in canada as well right but the, but you know he is bought and paid for and he's their their puppet you know what we're seeing now around the world are puppets in in high places yeah. and these are put there by the intelligence communities and others who are also bought and paid for I, you know I wonder sometimes whether Bill Gates is a puppet you know <clears throat> for somebody behind the scenes but I can tell you this the man is becoming a feudal lord he he is buying up all the he's involved in all of our food production he's buying up all of the farmland he, he's bought he's also with all the medical institutions and our health foods and our health medicines this guy is involved in every facet of your life and you have to ask yourself why, why? And, ha- why? And, and i mean look here's a guy if if we're going to be intellectually honest and let's go back to all my years you know starting out with the computer days even before bill gates came along uh he comes along with a stolen dos operating system literally stolen and then he steals the idea of what uh, Apple's doing with a graphic user inter- interface. And he starts selling this stuff. And governments are buying it up left and right because, hey, these are the new computers we got to use. And they turn this guy that was working out of a little, what, what out of his garage or some kind of nonsense. And, and now he's one of the wealthiest people in the world. 
because yeah. of of stolen technology. I mean, that's what it is. He became a billionaire by being a thief. Let's be yeah. honest. Yep. And, uh, you know, when you listen to him and you see him, they make him sound good in his little infomercials there about his concern for the vaccinating of the world. Of the world. Hotel, and, uh, not uh, concerned uh, about the hundreds and, of and we And we need these quick response teams all in their, you know, hazmat suits to to save us from all the new viruses that are going yeah. to be. Oh, that, that are just going to happen in this world? How can this be? You know, the medical SS, right? And here's what you've got. I have right now. If you go to WindowsCentral.com, two years ago, 2018, there's an article entitled "Microsoft: mm-hmm. The ID 2020 Alliance and Universal Identification and You." Yep. Now, and- in just two years ago, he they're all and it, and not only is this. I mean, when you read it, you say, well, we're here. They're doing it now. They were preparing for it then, the ID2020 Alliance and its 2030 goal. This is the Great Reset, which Klaus Schwab said by 2030, Mm -hmm. you won't own anything and you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. Right. So this is, you know, he's involved in this. Gates is involved in this, been involved in it for a long time. They have a desire to control the world. We talked about it last week with mm-hmm. the glass surveillance system. With these, why is this virus? Why is this virus that is 99% yeah. survival rate? Why does the whole world have to get vaccinated? And if we don't, you'll be squeezed out of society because of the public private partnership. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. we got a break coming up here, and when we come back, there are two things I want to pick up on. You're right, being squeezed out of society, being ostracized, being – we are coming, and people don't get it. We're coming to a a new place in this world, a place that I I never thought I would be. It's like I I said on the program, I guess it was the other day, uh, the title of the program was – um, yeah, 1984. We're 37 years late, but we finally made it to 1984, and and we're seeing the Big Brother is watching. We're we're using big tech is the cancel culture. Things that I'm saying right now. If I posted on Facebook what I'm currently saying and what Dr. Gales is saying, we would be you know covered up with the fake news thing. Our fact checkers say they're wrong. You know you can't believe that. You know, we know better. You listen to us. We are the ministers of your truth. And to me, a guy that looks like a meth head um, and acts like one, and he's like, it's like he's high. Whenever you listen to Jack Dorsey, the guy is not, you know, something. (laughs) What's the old saying? He's like a couple of beers shy of a six pack or something. I I don't know, but it doesn't. There's something wrong with him. And, And so many of these billionaire class guys. And we're supposed to be, you notice that everybody that's trying to really tell us how to live our lives and lock us down are billionaires who made lots of money during the lockdown, like Amazon, just to name one, and the big box stores, to name a second, and the Ma and Pa's got destroyed. We got to take a break. If you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, would you let us know this week? We have moved the airtime of one of the programs uh, from 4 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern on 5950 kilohertz. That seems to have been uh, everybody that responded said it was better that way. 
And we're finding out that, ironically, at 6 p.m., we're beginning to get good results again on 9395. So we're, we're excited. And then, of course, tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, 5950. And then again, at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific time, we are on KVOH at 9975 kilohertz. And that's one station over the next couple of weeks. I really need to hear... Uh, that our our investment in doing that particular uh, station, I need to know. Because when I get to next month, and I'll probably go one more, but I at, at, at that time I've got to I've got to be reasonably sure that there are people that are listening and that the ministry is being effective. You can use our website, which is truth the number two ponder dot com truth the number two ponder dot com, and of course you can write us. And our address, and I'll give it again uh, after the break, but I'll give it to you real quick. That is 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane. In uh, that's number, add a number 263 on that address line. Number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia. Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And I, I've also got something else I'm going to share that I think I don't know what's going on. There's something happening, and my wife and I tomorrow are going to be looking at something, and and I'll tell you more about it. But right now, we'll take this break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Not a fishy book in a moment. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, that you might declare the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The beautiful and holy words of scripture. And amazing, too, when you realize these are the words of a simple Galilean fisherman, Shimon Kepha, or Simon Peter. Now, when did he learn to write like this? Did he take an adult ed evening class on eloquent writing? See, until Messiah, this guy's entire life was summed up in one word, fish. But when he writes the letter of Peter, there's nothing fishy about it. His words now are filled not with fish, but with a knowledge of heaven. How does a fisherman come up with such majestic words? How does such a fishy life produce such a non-fishy book? Well, a fisherman doesn't, but God does. The writing of Peter is graphic proof of God's power to make a simple life a majestic one in the new birth. Throughout his life, Peter had a lot of discouragements and a lot of opportunities to return to what he was most comfortable with, fish. But he just kept pressing on in God. And if he didn't press on, the books of Peter would be about tuna and salmon and haddock and scrod and sardines and anchovies. But instead, it's about heaven. So too, God will take the fish in your life, the common everyday things, even the smelly things, and turn them into something heavenly. You just never give up. You just keep pressing on after him and away from all those fishy things in your life, and God will make your life something majestic and move you from a distinctively fishy life to a truly heavenly one. Want more? Ask for a living hope. Now, here's something that's not fishy. How often do you get something offered to you priceless, wonderful, life-changing, and free? Here goes right now. Sapphires. It's as precious as it sounds. Guaranteed to help you have a life of joy and victory and the incredible mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's priceless and it's free. How do you get these free gifts? Easy. Just remember, Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. It's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. one 800 Y E. 
S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to join with me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, or HaOlam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Went a little long in that first segment, so we're, we're going to be a little short in this one, but we'll be probably continuing this conversation into tomorrow as well. There's something going on, and, and I don't know if you feel it like I do. I know that uh, my guest, Dr. Timothy Gales, feels it. We and so many others that I talk to, even though we never talk about it, they begin to, to sense the same leading that God is moving things around, moving some people around too. Not everybody, but kind of preparing us for the time to come. One of the things that I can't stress this enough, and I know I get some people that disagree with me on this, but but hear me out. A lot of people, they look about the tribulation to come in their mind and figure what does what, you know. They have the Alfred E. Newman theology approach, and, and Alfred E. Newman said, what me worry? And and a lot of people have that attitude about uh, the mark of the beast, the great tribulation, uh, the great reset, the loss of freedoms. And in this country, for some reason, there's this mindset, a very dangerous mindset that well, what me worry because I'll be out of here. I get to escape all of this anyway, kind of thinking. There's a lot of that kind of thinking going on. I don't know if you feel it, um, but I, but I, I'm telling you, it's a dangerous mentality because what are you going to do if your if your theory about getting out of here before things get bad is wrong? I'm telling you, look over history since the beginning of the church. Stop just living in your little world today that America is the center of the Bible. It is not the center of the universe. God has warned his children that the world is going to hate you. They're going to despise you. The time will come when they believe killing you is doing God a service. Literally, killing you will be doing God a service. You'll be despised for my name's sake. Nowhere in the scripture that it says, you know, you'll be despised for my name's sake unless you live in the United States, and then you're going to have a wonderful time, a great happy life, and when things get bad, I will just take you out automatically in the twinkling of an eye. It doesn't say that. And all throughout history, there have been people that have given and died. They've lost their life for the faith, and they still are in many parts of the world. You try to tell me that in East Germany during the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, into the 1980s, all those decades you know, of, of oppression and fear of a knock on the door for listening to even a Christian radio voice coming in from another part of Europe could land you in jail. We don't understand 
the word oppression in this country or persecution. And God has always had a remnant, and he always has a way of of caring for his people in, in, in the ways that he feels best. And, and I just believe that God is doing something. Tomorrow, my wife and I, on Tuesday, are taking a little trip. Now, whether I can tell you about it on the radio program tomorrow, it may be Wednesday or Thursday before I, I've got a better understanding. But I'm just going to say this. I'm, I'm looking at a place not too far from our, our home in Georgia, another place, and there's something about this place that God is saying to my heart, that you need to investigate and look. And I'll tell you if this is something you need to know about or not. So it came out of nowhere, and we're going to look at it, pray about it, and I'll tell you about it maybe on Thursday. It may it may be going nowhere. I don't know. But God is on the move, and, and I know that for a fact. If you believe in this ministry, please write us. We have a mailing address, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, in the big city of Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Dr. Timothy Gales with me today is my guest, and and we've just been talking about the virus and how it's being used to change the way we are allowed to think and the way we are living. And when you look out there, what are the things that, I don't want to use the word afraid or, or fearful of, but what are the things, for lack of a better term, Dr. Gales, what concerns you about all of the things we've seen during this past almost yeah, one year now? Well, from what I study and what I know, most people wouldn't sleep at night. I know. What I've seen and what I've said in the past would come has I don't like to be that right about things. And I'm not always I know. right. And, 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 and the thing is, you know, I, I had a little bit of fun. You know, what was it? Last week, I started out a radio show with the, with the everybody remember the ta-da sound from Windows. And I, I, I kept pointing out all the things we were saying on this radio show. Mm-hmm. And I was saying what back when it was just a weekend-only radio program, the things that I was saying then that even I felt a little bit awkward saying it, but I had this total peace in my spirit you know it's like go ahead you're 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 speaking truth i've given you and i've shown you truth say it don't don't hide it don't put that information or light under a bushel basket so i mean i'm on the radio saying this stuff and you know the beauty beauty of it is is a weekend show it wasn't quite the audience we have now but people were picking up on it right away saying you're right there's something that you're right it doesn't feel right it doesn't smell right it doesn't look right it doesn't pass, you know, the test of right. of being of being truthful, and all this stuff we're being told about this virus. A lot of it is is not factual. It's it's look at how many times the goalposts have been ripped out of the ground and run down the field and moved somewhere else, mm-hmm. and now it's out in the parking lot. and And I think it's going to be over in the next county by next week. I mean, they keep moving this thing. And, and you have to ask yourself, yeah, why? So why are they moving it? Why are they changing it and making it more malleable? Is it because mm-hmm. this virus is becoming more malleable? You you have these individuals, the, the Gateses of the world, the scientists that he funds, okay, yep. and his foundations. You've got uh, Schwab in the World Economic Forum. You've got these individuals talking about all these future pandemics. How do they know? Mm-hmm. 
there's going to be future pandemics like this. How do they know they're even going to be alive? When how, do, how do they know to have a complete trial run in October of 2019? I mean, yes. th- there was a whole trial run. You know, I, I understand the term what is called a tabletop exercise. I've I've participated in many, and they're very intensive. They're if they're properly planned. They're not. This is no joke. I mean, you really are put into a scenario where they're throwing information at you, and and you have to see how you're going to respond. It's part of the testing of the process. Mm-hmm. And so, why were they doing? A worldwide pandemic exercise. I mean, and 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 why was John Hopkins involved with this? And why did they create this wonderful dashboard that magically appeared and started getting used in March of this of this past year? Right. They just happened right. to have it already built. That's right. And then, of course, the 2018 paper I was telling you about or online here where they were preparing for the ID. So there are many angles to this. We not only have the vilification of, of, you know, white people, Mm -hmm. the vilification of people who believe in their country, patriots, which are now called nationalists, the vilification Mm -hmm. of ideologies. You know, I said the other day, I don't believe in an ideology. I believe in theology. I have a theological worldview. Mm-hmm. Period. It's, it's it's different than an ideology. And if anybody doesn't believe that, I'd be happy to tell them mm-hmm. about it. So we have that coming. We have the IDs. We have these track and trace stuff and this great reset agenda, right? The, the yeah. 2020, mm-hmm. 2030. So my thing is this, okay? Knowing this is all coming, what can we do? Like you and I have spoke about before, some ways we can do this, communities can kind of stop the Great Reset agenda, is number one, localization. I think yeah. on a smaller scale, people can accomplish a lot by simply changing their buying habits. Yep. Right now, we buy 80% outside of our community, maybe 20% in local farmer's market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Switch it around. Do 80% in your local community and only 20% out. Stop using Amazon so yeah. much. I know it's convenient, but just go to, you know, Bob's uh, or Bill's, you know, hardware store. has been in his family for 50 years. And, go and, he's, and he's having a hard time making ends meet because of That's the, right. you know, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just deviate for like uh, 30 seconds here. I've, I've got a lot of friends. I mean, I've, I started out in the radio business a million years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth. And and I and I used to play you know forty five RPM records if that gives you an idea as what a disc jockey did back in the late sixties and early seventies and you know for quite a while and and a lot of guys say you know you know if somebody would just go back and start playing those records again on the radio AM radio would come back and I'm going how are you going to pay for it well I don't know how do you pay for it back then advertising well here's the problem. I visited a community just the other day, and and I was there, and I realized that as I'm looking at all the empty shopping centers that used to be thriving, oh, 30 years ago, the downtown that used to be packed uh, 35, 40 years ago, yeah, other businesses and other you know industries, I mean, shut down uh, plants, you know, like for J.P. Stevens and others, just gone, wiped out, gone. And, right. and you realize that so much of our industry moved to China. These are companies that used to thrive and pay people uh, good wages to make things in America. Now they're being made in Mexico and China. And the jobs were lost. And then these stores started to hurt. And the big box stores come in and Amazon comes in. 
and the locally owned Western Auto or White's Home and Auto kind of store, they're gone. They're no longer there. They're the ones that used to buy advertising in the little local newspaper, the local radio station, and they gave money to, you know, the Boosters Club for the high school football team. They're gone. And, and the Amazons don't care about your high school football team. You know, the, 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 big, the big box stores just, they really don't care. They only care about your money. And, and now they, you know, it's like somebody pointed out with Walmart is a good example. When Walmart blew into town, man, they, 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 you'd hear in the PA system, maybe you, maybe you remember this. Mm. Um, if there's more than two people waiting in line, we'll open up another checkout. Remember those days? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now they I want did. you to self-check out. And now they don't care if the line's clear to the back of the store. You're well, herded like sheep. Digital ID, that'll help the self-check out, well, right? Yeah, I mean, look, they, once they wiped out their competition, then now yeah. uh, we don't have to uh, open up another checkout. You can check your own self out. Well, yeah. see, that's part of localization. That's why we need to bring the competition back. We need to support it. We need to uh, – individuals can start their own businesses from uh, home, focusing on production of necessities. Absolutely. People have skills and, and different skills in, in local communities, and we can start our own small businesses. You we know, can also help one another right. in that. You and I have a, a mutual friend, and I'm not going to mention his name per se. I'm going to get him back on the show, I hope, someday. He's a little shy. I don't get it, but – you know. He once made a statement that when you get 30 family units together, 30 different family units, you following? Yep. You, you have a community. And generally, when you got roughly 30 family units, you begin to have the various skills and trades and talents you need to be self-sustaining and not being dependent as much right. as you would on others. That's right. And that's part of the localization. So you mm-hmm. want to stop the Great Reset or work against it. Localization is number one. The second would be an organized refusal to comply. Um, you had mentioned going out to eat recently yeah. where, where you're at. Nobody's complying with the masks. No. Uh, I, I, went, I won't say where it was. It wasn't in the town that I live in. But my wife and I, over the weekend, we were in another town, in another county, in another place, and we walked into this little restaurant, you know, that shall remain nameless. And and uh, I, nobody was wearing a face mask in there. No one were came in or walked out with aisles? one. <laughs> were they dropping dead in the aisles? Uh, I couldn't, didn't notice it. <laughs> right. and, and, and all of a sudden, where they used to have every other table, now they're using every table because, you know, the, and the plate, the waiting, the chairs for people waiting, they're sitting right next to each other with no face mask. They're waiting for a table. You know, there's like 20 people sitting in chairs in this little restaurant waiting for a table. So here's the idea of an organized refusal to comply. Another one would be start establishing barter networks. Absolutely. People don't understand, you know, barter networks have been around forever. Yes. Okay. They're fundament- they, they are the base fundamental or what the universal go-to solution during economic collapse. Every uh-huh. society in modern history has used barter markets to stay afloat during financial crisis to bypass government economic controls. And we have to be willing to do the same. We do. I mean, look, I might not have a thousand dollars in the back, but in, in the bank. But hey, if I happen to have a, a you know a, a twelve 
bottles of whiskey. I bet you I could get things I need for a bottle of whiskey. And I'm not saying do that, but oh, you know yeah. what I mean. There, there are things that people are going to want that you're going to have that you can yep. barter yep. with. No matter what it is, salt or tea or coffee or, you know, all of those things. So we've got to start organizing barter networks within our communities mm-hmm. now. We got to do that now. That's that's a, a, an important way to truly rebel against this great reset. Mm-hmm. I, and then I would say take back your management of local resources. Absolutely. And, 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 local. and your local governments. Yes. You know, I don't you know, let me let me explain something here that a lot of people miss. And when you think like a leftist, you think in terms of federal, you know, orders, you know, coming from the top down. But when you start getting into certain counties away from the big cities, they frankly don't care what that guy in Washington has to say. And they're not as inclined to pay that government a lot of attention. And when you get enough places that are just not paying attention, even the big government's afraid to make too big of a noise because it can backfire and give them bad publicity. So where, where, where do the big governments, you know, where do they do their dirtiest deeds? In the big cities that are controlled by leftists, that are full of leftists, that keep voting in these leftists, where they can get away with it. Yep. Because they're the first people. Let's be honest. One thing I can tell you, when you talk to a true believer in Jesus Christ, they're not going to be a leftist. It, they can't happen. And I'm not saying it means they're going to be Republican by any stretch of the imagination either. I'm just saying without any reasonable uh, shadow of a doubt in my mind. I'm telling you that, you know, a true believer in Christ could never be an authoritarian leftist. Number one, uh, we don't want the government doing what the church has been called to do. Number one, we don't want them doing it. Things that the church are called to do belongs to the church. You want to know something? We're about to run out of time today. I'm going to have to bring you back tomorrow. And we're going to pick up on this topic. Uh, we really need to. Uh, there is so much going on. Any any closing thoughts for today? And then we'll uh, pick up on this uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I would just say this. You know, through all of this and everything we say that does sound scary, we do need to remember God is in control, right? And And I like to remind myself, you've been born for such a time as this. You know, and we have a say. We have a say whether this is going to be a Maoist revolution in America or the greatest moment we've ever had as a nation. That's up to us. My guest on the program today, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. He's been a regular on this program now for quite a while. And I was looking at some letters that came in over the last several days in the weekend. And and a few people mentioned they love these conversations that the Dr. Gales and I have. This program is not my occupation. It's not what pays me or keeps me afloat. It's something the Lord laid on my heart to do. Now, whether I do it for another month or another year or five, I don't know. All I know is that the Lord laid this on my heart to consider a daily, instead of just the weekend show, a daily program. And that kind of came about you know, toward the beginning of summer. I started thinking about it. But I also knew that it was going to be a lot of work and it was going to be not cheap because I wanted to do this on shortwave and I've got my reasons. I really do. I really believe it's important that this program continues to air on international shortwave because we live in a very precarious time. 
There's no doubt in my mind about it. We live in a very, very difficult time. And too many people, too many people that call themselves Christians were thoroughly caught off guard last year with the pandemic. I can remember, and I've shared the message before. I'm not going to play it now or anything, but I preached a message called Fear Not. And this is like back in February of uh, maybe about almost a year ago. And we were just beginning to hear about the coronavirus. We didn't, no travel restrictions. Nothing was, nothing had happened yet. But I was already beginning to get calls to consider what I come back to work and help a person I'd worked with for a number of years in their response. And this is all new to all of us. This was going to be something really new for each and every one of us. We had never been through anything like this. And so I agreed, but I learned a lot during that time. A lot of things you never heard, things you never heard on the television or in the news. I learned a lot. What really disturbed me about this, and, and I've, I've talked about this so many times, was the changing narrative. It, it's like, okay, we say this this week, then next week it changes a little bit. Next month it's totally different, then it's totally different again. A lot of people apparently didn't even know what they were talking about. And so what I've been trying to do is distill through all the noise and try to find out the bits and pieces that are true that we can count as scientifically valid and truthful. And that's what we'll continue to do in this program. Now, there's something else happening in the background. My wife and I are feeling this very strongly that God is beginning to move his people a little bit. Some people may be the hub where they're at, even if it's a a bigger town. I look at this map of the United States where people visit the website. That's pretty much the only information I glean uh, from anything. It's just roughly where somebody is going to the website, you know, like a city and state, and that's about it, or or city and nation. And and I, I look at the mix of where people live seems to be like 65 to 70 percent of all those that listen to the program and go to the website live outside of a major city now there are a few that are in a city i sometimes there's one in new york city there's some in detroit that i'm that i'm seeing even toronto canada but then again a lot of small town ohio indiana pennsylvania north and south carolina georgia virginia even Tennessee and states like Minnesota. And I can just go on a long list. I feel very strongly that God is is doing something, and I'm not 100% sure yet of, of what it is. But if you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, would you consider supporting the airtime portion? You can do it from the website or mail a check to Ancient Word Radio. At 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire, at number 263, that's our little box, in Sky Valley, Georgia, and our zip code here in Sky Valley is 30537. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth 
the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.